Welcome to Season 2, Episode 26 of the Family Travel Australia podcast. We are Katie, Paul and Jasper from the Feel Good Family. Join us as we explore this great country, Australia, its people, places and cultures. Welcome back. Hello again. Another week. Here we go. And a great week. This week on the road again. Oh, it I is. This week is full of all of the emotions, I think. It's super exciting. We are indeed on the road again, but it's also totally bittersweet, isn't it? Yeah, look, there's, I have moments that I'm wishing we had longer and we, we could stay in Tassie, but... I have to say now I'm in the sunshiny warmth of Queensland. I'm okay. So there you have it. This week's topic, we said goodbye to Tassie. And hello to Queensland mm-hmm. on two and a half thousand kilometres. Unbelievable. Over three days. The longest drive days that we have done towing the van. Ever. Yes. Yeah. And possibly ever as well. We knew with uh, the COVID still um, causing issues across different states that we had to basically drive, sleep, drive, sleep, drive, sleep, 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 and we got here. <laughs> so, yeah, and we had to dodge the hot spots as well. So that, uh, as, you know, uh, originally and initially Queensland residents, that we could cross the border safely with the right paperwork, of course, mm-hmm. and all those things in place. And, yeah, there you go. We are here. Mm. Okay, so maybe let's rewind a little bit because um, I guess the last podcast we left you, we obviously were still in Tassie. Let's rewind and catch up on some of the things that we did uh, in preparation for hitting the road. Yep, great idea. The van upgrades, a couple of Toyota Hilux modifications. Absolutely. And then we can also talk about uh, in more detail our journey from south of Hobart um, and then, of course, travelling, sailing back on the Spirit and then driving those thousands and thousands of kilometres back to Queensland. So let's take you back about hmm, 18 to 20 degrees Celsius. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Look, I I am going to say our bodies are much happier being in the Queensland warmth of winter. It feels like summer here to us. after All those little creaks and niggly knee and joint paints have just disappeared. Yeah, they have. And look, Tassie certainly is beautiful uh, during winter, but it was damn cold. There's no getting around it. There's something so beautiful too about that crisp air that just everything looks like, you know, when you watch one of those special TVs, you know, a Blu-ray DVD and everything's got that really sharp Mm -hmm. edging and, you know, and you can really see everything in that crispness, I think. Yeah. Tassie represents that and I would imagine, you know, then seeing snow in that environment too would have added another layer. Amazing. um, And possibly another few layers of clothes that we didn't have. Exactly. And, look, we were um, pretty, you know, not far from seeing snow. We certainly had our fair share of ice, ice on the, the roof of the caravan and, and the Hilux was covered a number of mornings in ice. Um, Paul had some 
slippery moments stepping out of the caravan uh, on those early frosty mornings and it was beautiful but yes I think our Queensland bones are thanking us for being back in the warmer weather. And, and on a serious note the, the bittersweet part mm. really comes down to uh, the friends and, and close friends that we made particularly in our Tasmanian family. Our Tassie though. family that yeah. uh, took us in and looked after us literally for three months. Uh, unbelievable. I mm. mean, looking back on it, such an incredible thing to do to take on uh, relatively new friends and, and, you know, to give us a safe space to bunker down and, and ride out the height mm-hmm. of all of the craziness was just amazing and open their, you know, their hearts and their, their home to yeah. us was just really beautiful. And free water and power. Uh, yes, even That's better. Um, and no, but seriously, very, very bittersweet. And also knowing that there is still so much of Tasmania that we are yet to see and experience. It was a it was a really hard moment to to know that we were leaving before we'd done all the things that we wanted to do, but. On a positive note, the silver lining is we are planning our next trip back to Tassie. Yes, but we're not going to even give that away yet, and we're certainly not going to give away Season 3, our plans, just yet. Mm-hmm. And that's not only because we don't know what we're doing, <laughs> but we want to keep it a little bit <laughs> of a, a surprise. big surprise. So let's get back to the, the notes here. We've got our van upgrades and the Hilux upgrades. Yeah, well, let's start with the van upgrades because really, Mm. I mean, that's probably the majority of the work, right? And also most of the important um, stuff that we got done was to the van. That's right. And Tasmania has this incredible amount of free camping, Mm. national parks. Yes. It's like just one massive national park. (laughs) So... There's a lot of sites and um, even pubs and, you know. Oh, so so that, many opportunities. That you can camp but not have access to services. Yes. And we coped and we were fine on the, the handful of occasions, really, mm. that we did use that because we did have powered sites a lot of the time as well. But it made us aware that we had uh, two 150-watt panel, solar panels on the roof, mm. so 300 watts up there. A couple of batteries to capture that power, and then no way of really taking that harness power back out through the van other than through 12 volt. Yeah, and I guess the reason that it's so important for us to really be able to utilize that, right, is to uh, we both work on the road, so we've got our our, we've got our Macs. We've got all of your camera equipment. We we're constantly needing that supply of power to be able to do Mm. what we do. Yes, and Katie's, well, I'd say she gets a little angry in the morning if she doesn't have a Nespresso cafe. Oh, true, true. So and the coffee my machine hair dryer is, too, just <laughs> Well, there you go. There's two, yeah. two appliances. And as you may know, appliances that heat or cool do draw down a huge amount of, of, of power, of amps. Look, I'm just going to jump in an asterisk here and say... We're not just camping occasionally. We're living full-time on the road. So before you go ahead and judge me for having my hairdryer and Nespresso (laughs) coffee machine in the van, the van is our home on wheels. Yes, I'm And we are living permanently in the van. My two tiny little luxuries. Yes, Yes. okay, fair enough. So to really not only harness the power 
that we're getting through the solar, but then distribute it back out through the van. Like you mentioned, this is our, our full-time living mm. environment. So we didn't want to run cables and run from the inverter. So we wanted to be able to basically plug and play to the existing power sockets that were already inbuilt into the van. Yes. And so for us to do that, we were guided by a, a couple of guys. You know, one was an auto electrician, the other one um, actually does renewable energy and off-grid living solutions. Mm -hmm. And they were able to offer us a couple of options. And we ended up moving into a Victron MultiPlus 3KVA inverter. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what that any of that means, but it doesn't it sound impressive? <laughs> and then we also arranged a DC to DC charger. Now, with both of these systems in place, it meant that we were able to have the power reconfigured so that whether we're plugged into shore power or not, mm -hmm. the van still acts as though we are. Super cool. As long as we are receiving enough, obviously, sunlight. sunlight. There you go. Yeah. Okay. This is awesome because I'm getting an education here too now. This is you know, so good. Well, consistently to keep charging those batteries. Mm -hmm. Obviously, then when we're connected through the trailer socket, the 12-pin into the Hilux, mm -hmm. that will also help recharge the batteries. And we also arranged a foldable 300-watt solar panel that can be plugged into the front of the van. Right, like the portable panels. That's right. Uh -huh. Through an Anderson plug that then also feeds into that system as well, the DC to DC charger. And so in a perfect world, we should be able to actually run the air conditioning, the coffee machine, the washing machine, your hairdryer, the thermo mix, and in many cases, multiple items at once. Not that we ever really do that or have done that or would feel like we needed to do that, but this is a, a pretty heavy-duty system to really get us out there free camping for longer periods of time as long as the sun keeps shining. Mm, the portable awesome. fold-out option was really a great idea because quite often, you know, with a van, certainly a, a 23-foot, you know, family bunk van, you probably want to park it near a shady tree. Yeah, trees are uh, trees are just the best, like for <laughs> shade as well. But then also if you do have kids in particular, just having a tree close by to the van, it's just another area to play or climb or we've got a, a beautiful swing that we can hang for Jasper. Yeah, but the, the issue with the solar panels is that if one panel's part of that panel is compromised and it actually compromises the entire yeah right input of uh, you know solar energy into the so you the need batteries. that full sunshine basically you do and and you also ideally want to be able to follow that around so capturing the sun through the solar panels on the roof when it's shining directly on top of them and not inhibited by any shade and then the panels able to rotate around to where we want you know with a I think it's like a ten meter lead on it and they fold up and style away and look a great setup we've yet to really give it a a good run well i mean it it did all happen very quickly just before we were due to leave tasmania so it was like all hands on deck to get the upgrades uh done and installed and you know and then we were off so yeah you're right we haven't really had the opportunity to give it a test run no so that'll be interesting to see how it it all pans out uh and you know touch would we, we felt like we we're in good hands and we'll 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 be able to test that and really report back now over onto the toyota one thing that we did have a problem with at the start of season two while we were in the hunter valley 
Fortunately, at a winery, <laughs> at Tamburlaine, organic wines. Yeah, look, I, there are worse places to be stuck. <laughs> we decided to spend longer there and basically through the... I don't know the, why we decided to spend longer <laughs> at the cellar door. I have no idea. The, the fridge and, and everything else, you know, it, it really did just drain the battery straight out through the connection to the Hilux because we only have the one factory battery in the Hilux. Mm. Now... There is still an option for us to, to look at a dual battery system and they have their, their pros and their cons. So a little bit more research into that for us to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but certainly being in a situation where you, where you, your battery that starts the engine is flat, then that is not a great scenario to be in. So we also had an isolator put to that battery. So basically when I turn the car off, that battery stops feeding power back to the van, which it doesn't need now anyway because of the inverter, which is great. Okay. But when the car is started, that battery does help generate energy back to the van to charge the batteries, which is very cool. Mm. I mean, it's a whole other world for me, but aren't we learning lots? Like we're really oh, look, learning so much. Me too. You know, they're, they're, my dad incredibly handy with with engines and uh, handy with everything, actually. Mm. But myself, Might have to do a masterclass with him. <laughs> yeah, look, it, it, it isn't really in my background at all. Uh, but yeah, I love learning about it yeah. and, and there's still so much that I'm, you know, yet to really grasp, but it is great to, to be able to learn these things. Like you say, the other important safety installation was the wiring in the Hilux to support a safety Dave reverse camera on the back of our caravan. Mm-hmm. Now the caravan part of this story hasn't been done yet. So we'll, we'll have to get that done, but getting the Hilux done was really great. There's a, a company called Carbon Car Systems, and they've created a, it's like a, a dual piggyback plug that is fine to put in. It's an aftermarket accessory that doesn't void your warranty or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But you can put it into your dashboard so that the the existing screen from the Hilux has another auxiliary in, and you basically can run a second camera. Cool. It is very cool because for me, like it's already busy in yeah. the vehicle. Yeah. And so then to have another screen and then, you know, and this and your radio and I mean, it's, there's so many different things to be able to put it all through the one screen, just press a button. And even when you're driving down the motorway, you know, or you're out on that corrugated road and there's this big double B semi trailer coming behind you or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you can press that camera on and actually see who's have behind a look. you. Yeah. yeah Which wow. I think if you're using it correctly is really just a great safety feature. Mm, you fantastic. Know? Well, in actual fact, didn't Wayne all those months ago when we did the towing course before we actually picked up the caravan, Wayne from Caravan Towing Tuition spoke to us about using the reverse camera as a safety feature so that you can see, you know, in those moments what is coming up behind you or how much clearance you've got if you're overtaking, you know, a vehicle yeah, and, a and you don't know. occurrence, but that's right. Yeah. You know, there are definitely, in Tassie particularly, um, through coming up and over Hobart, there are a lot slower vehicles and big trucks than we were. Yes. And, yeah, you do have to get over, otherwise you're, you're really in the snail trail, aren't you? So it's a good point. Mm. So that really is what we've been doing with the upgrades prior to leaving. And I'm excited now to actually really give them a a good test. So look out season three. Yeah, not tried and tested yet, but installed. Mm, Awesome. 
Okay, so leaving Tassie. Look, we mentioned 2,500 kilometres. Um, I think, oh gosh, 450 kilometres of that is the ocean crossing or yes. the, the Bass Strait crossing. Oh, and weren't we just blessed with another incredible sail on Spirit of Tasmania? You know, you just never know what you're going to get with the weather crossing Bass Strait. And thankfully, and touch wood, both of our trips on the Spirit were amazing. Calm oh. waters, just perfect. Couldn't fault it. And we were right at the front yes. of the ship and had this really big window that looked straight out over the bow of the ship, uh, a full moon sail. Jasper was just like, this is incredible. And what really made that special too, I guess, is that there were restrictions around the sail. Mm -hmm. On Once you're in your cabin, you weren't allowed to leave your cabin. Because of, yeah, obviously the restrictions around COVID again. Yeah, look, they hadn't opened up any of the restaurants or facilities on board. So it was basically uh, get on board, straight to your cabin. But, I mean, they provided fantastic, like, snack pack hampers so that, you know, you had um, snacks throughout the night. You also had breakfast options for the morning. So they really made it still a very comfortable mm. experience. Yeah, and the other thing too that has been a question that people have asked us since we've been home is, oh, were you worried about the air conditioning? They actually have a system on that which doesn't recirculate air. So it has oh. a direct airflow into your cabin. And so that was a, a positive thing because everyone, you know, is is a little bit more, uh, uh, you know, rightly so heightened about the, the cruise yes. uh, energy of, you know, safety around COVID. So... That was reassuring and, yeah. No, couldn't fault it. An, an excellent experience. And we rolled off the ship at about 7 a.m. the following morning and, well, you I mean, you did it, Paul, but we just drove, didn't we? Yeah, look, we, we put in a 10-hour stint uh, that day. Mm. And as we drove for that first four hours, it went from, I think, seven or eight degrees, I can't remember, in Melbourne down to zero degrees. That's right, as we were going through country Victoria. <laughs> yes. And this incredible thick fog, fog, I guess. Yeah, it was ice cold. And, yeah, we were straight out to Shepparton and then straight up the Newell all the way to Queensland. Mm. We didn't really see much of Victoria that morning. And, and when we even when we crossed the New South Wales border and, you know, we're a few hours in, we finally came out of the fog, Jasper. Jasper was like, oh, it's so good to be out of the clouds. Yeah. <laughs> it was really nice to actually be able to see and, and you know, see where we were. But um, that was a big, epic day. And thankfully, uh, on the way down to Tassie, we had stayed in parks. We'd stopped for a few nights in parks so that we could go and visit the dish. And we'd stayed at Spicer Caravan Park. And so we reached out to Brad and Cheryl and said, look, we're coming through. We're going to be pulling in late. It's just one night. We're on our way back to Queensland. And I mean, they just welcomed us with open arms. It was such an easy drive-through site, quick setup. It was fantastic, wasn't it? It was, and, and that was a, uh, a phrase, open arms. We actually didn't touch. <laughs> yeah. Really. Oh, yes, yes. Good to point that out. Yes, we were no, a metre and was, a half away from each other and waved. It was nice to see friendly, welcoming faces. Gee, wasn't it? And they yeah. had this massive fire pit, yeah. which was really wonderful. And, yeah, so that was nice for us too to 
be able to, it was, I mean, it was dead quiet. Mm. As much as it was all open through New South Wales, people still weren't travelling. We were no. literally the only ones on the road, we, we felt, didn't we? That's right. And then from there, we would love to have gone back to the dish, but we saw it as we went down the mule. Yeah. We all waved <laughs> we and waved. Jasper yelled out. That was, that was fun, spotting the dish again. And we then... Uh, had a little bit of a shorter drive day. It was about seven hours behind the wheel and only about 500 kilometres. Now, the previous day, 10 hours, was about 700 kilometres. Yeah, right. So you give you a good idea there. Now, obviously, not not towing, that probably was only seven and a half, eight-hour trip normally. Mm. That took us 10 hours. The next day, 500 kilometres took us seven, seven and a half hours, mm. and it got us all the way uh, to we are, yeah, to Narrabri. So we overnighted in Narrabri, and, and that region um, of Australia is famous. It's actually referred to as the Big Sky region of Australia. It's the place in Australia that has the least light pollution. So if you are a stargazer, you want to head out to Narrabri because you can see more stars there than anywhere else in Australia. In fact, I think it's from there all the way through to the border of Queensland is this guide to the galaxy, yeah. as you called it. Yeah, yeah, pretty incredible. Yeah, so we left Narrabri mm-hmm. nice and early the next yeah. morning. We hadn't even unhitched. It was really great. Yeah. Nice, flat, beautiful site. I think it was called Big Sky Caravan. Yeah, Park. Narrabri Big Sky Caravan yes. Park. And that was great. And then, and again, very quiet. Mm. <laughs> there was, yes. There was a handful of people there, really. And then onto our border crossing at Gundawindi. Yep. Uh, where we had planned to then push on to Toowoomba and stay, but 10 hours later we were on the Gold Coast and Yeah, I guess it's one of those interesting things about road travel, isn't it, is that the closer you get to your destination where you think you might be overnighting, the closer you get to your destination where you're ultimately going to end up. And for us, Toowoomba is only a few hours from the Gold Coast. So by the time we got there, I said to Paul, you know, happy to stop if you want to have a break. And he was just in the, let's go. I'm feeling good. Let's just keep going mode. So so we did. So we pushed on to the Gold Coast, which was fantastic. Look, just on the border crossing, we had no issues. We had a really friendly police officer who we spoke with. Obviously, we had our Queensland entry permits in place and, you know, all of the required information. And being Queensland residents, there was no issue for us to re-enter the state. So with borders opening up very shortly too, I think that will will change again, but no issues for us. It was so nice to be back in what you do know, what where your home is. Yeah, the familiarity yeah, too. You, and You said, you know, it was bittersweet. And that really is the sweet part of it is reconnecting, you know, with my parents. And that is really... The, the best part of it. I mean, it's incredible to think we we stopped there for three months. You know, we're almost away five and a bit months, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. And then stationary for three, and then you know, three days and a few thousand kilometres later, and bang. You know, it was it's bizarre. Yeah, it's it is very surreal, and so we are just uh, taking these days a little bit slower and really enjoying that quality time before we start preparing for season three. And we do have uh, our plans together there. We'll have a couple more weeks before we actually really do hit the road Mm -hmm. for season three. So we'll save that. But for now, thank you so much for listening. We'd love you to connect with us on our social media and, of course, our website, all the w's.thefeelgoodfamily.com.au. And you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and, of course, YouTube. Yes, YouTube, The Feel Good Family. 
every Sunday night, 6.30 p.m., we release a weekly episode showcasing this incredible country, Australia. We'd love you to subscribe to that and also to this podcast as well if you haven't already. Thank you again for listening. Look after your family, dream big. And happy trails. Feel the journey, feel the love, feel the